0: Now on Radio Italia Uno, it's time to change the world with Matt McQuinley.
1: The energy, the faith, the devotion which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And the glow from that fire can truly light the world. We focus on changing
0: the world for the better by taking personal responsibility, cancelling cancel culture, discussing and listening to each other on topics like leadership, cultural trends, business, history, and more. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Right now on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Hello, and welcome to Change the World with Matt McQuinley. As you're probably aware, we're into the 11th day of the Russian Federation invading the sovereign nation of Ukraine. They are following up on their invasion and annexation of Crimea and the Donbass region in 2014. There are as many as 190,000 Russian troops in and around Ukraine currently, and several cities around Ukraine are besieged, including Kiev and Kharkiv many other cities are being shelled the largest nuclear reactor in all of Europe has been shelled and on fire there have been 1.4 million people flee Ukraine already in the first 10 days of fighting there are untold civilian deaths and Ukrainian government claims that they've killed over 10,000 soldiers nothing like this has been seen since World War II and as a result There's a huge humanitarian crisis. Our guest today is from one of the cities that's besieged, Kharkiv, and is also the president of the Slava Ukrainian Cultural Center here in Adelaide, Alonia King. So I'd like to have her come on and tell us a little bit about how she's feeling. I know she's in communication with family and friends in Ukraine. And also we want to talk today about what we can do to hopefully change the world for the better for those people that are suffering through this. Hello, how are you today?
2: Hello, hi, my name is Aliona, and um, I am the president of Slough Ukrainian Cultural Center. I've been in Australia for 22 years, but my family and my friends, my classmates, union mates, they're all over there in Ukraine and experience a horrendous time in their lives at the moment. So, yeah, it's really hard to talk about it because I'd like to help them, I'd like to do something to stop that war. And uh, it's really a challenging task, obviously, and I'm sure 141 countries around the world will agree to stop the war. It's just, it's not happening, unfortunately, and more and more people die every minute. I'm from Kharkiv, which is in the east of Ukraine. Our city has been bombed nearly every half an hour. I'm signed up for uh, Kharkiv Telegram news, and I can see when the attack is coming and waiting and watching when it's all over and then checking my family. They're okay. And it's really, really hard because some of them are in shelters, some of them are volunteering. And helping elderly people and children, delivering food into the shelters. And But my 80-year-old dad is just there on his own.
0: Mm. Well, it's my understanding that uh, what, what can we do? I know that you're doing some some uh, fundraising. Uh, I know yes. that, yeah, can you tell us a little bit about that and maybe how some people could help you with sure.
2: that? So... Our community is doing uh, lots of different things, and the main thing is to help uh, the humanitarian causes because it's you know there will be millions of displaced people, people who have nothing left because the house has been bombed and they have nowhere to go. There will be uh, people requiring the urgent medical help. There will be needed needing for shelter and blankets and food. So. The Australian uh, Federation of Ukrainian Organizations set up an appeal for Ukrainian crisis and people can donate directly to the UkrainianCrisisAppeal.org and uh, they can donate and the money, they will go go straight to the Caritas Ukraine uh, through the Rotary Clubs Australia, so they go definitely to humanitarian causes. If people are willing to help with ammunition, I'm not talking about weapons, but I'm talking about like, you know, helmets and um, the, you know, whatever sup- uh, supplies people need in the army, just to keep them safe. Um, that's another account which been set up by the Ukrainian um, Ministry of Defense. People can go on the website and they can donate directly there. Um, also, lots of different charities trying to sell, help and support people in Ukraine. But the main one is the one with um, the one I mentioned about the appeal, uh, UkrainianCrisisAppeal.org. Crisis Appeal.org. We're also collecting money for the refugees who will be arriving in Adelaide, and we know that the Australian government issues the tourist visas. ...for people to come for three, six months... ...but um, unfortunately those visas are not permitting people... ...to get any benefits from the government... ...like, you know, the child care... ...or tax tax benefits or Medicare... ...they would have nothing when they come... ...and all they come from such a horrendous trauma... ...they need a lot of help... ...and the majority of people who will be arriving to Australia would be uh, single mothers and elderly because men weren't allowed to leave the country, the men are fighting. So there will be lots of um, very, very sad and distressed women and kids coming to Australia and they would really need support of the wider public and the Australian government to help them to overcome a horrendous trauma and establish their life here. On tourist visas at the moment, they're not... Permitted to work, so even providing for themselves will be a huge task. Of course, they will be coming with a few suitcases with that, and we would need some donations of clothing. But it's not the main thing. The main thing would be to cover medical expenses, mobile phones, uh, help help them with um, you know shelter and we are very blessed to have people in Adelaide already contacting us and offering their houses or offering, you know, some computers or refrigerators or whatever. But at the moment, we're getting the database together. We're putting it together who is offering what kind of support. And as soon as people start arriving, you'll help us to distribute that support and know what we can offer to the refugees. Uh, we also work with the government quite closely, and there was already a mental health helpline being set up for people um, in Ukrainian language so they can call the helpline to get support. But I think the very important um, message is that those people need to resume the, some sort of normality, go to work, uh, send kids to childcare, and without. Those government benefits they can't afford to send the kid to childcare they can't afford to go to English classes can't afford to buy a mobile phone so we need all of those supports um, yeah
0: Wow but there are things that people can do to help
2: absolutely so- absolutely people can contact us directly or go on the Slava page and just email us what they offering and um, at the moment we don't have warehouses or you know, because people will start donating items which is really lovely, but we don't have anywhere to store it at the moment. We didn't prepare ourselves for war. Mm. We didn't know it's gonna happen. Mm. So we are now trying to establish all the services and
0: well yeah, so many people uh were caught unawares uh, even though all the signs were there as they say hindsight hindsight's 2020, as they say. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back in just a little bit. Uh, so let's hear from our sponsors.
1: Radio Italia 1. Radio Italia 1. Scarica la nostra app aggiornata sul telefonino o tablet. Radio Italia 1, sempre di più. Seguici anche sulla nostra pagina Facebook e Instagram. Looking for a new coffee machine for your home or workplace? Look no further than Fine Choice Coffee Solutions, your experts in all things coffee. Why not come in for a chat and a special coffee tasting? You'll find us at 264 Gilbert Street in the city. Mention Radio Italia Uno and you'll receive a free 250-gram bag of freshly roasted coffee beans. You can also shop online at www.fccoffee.com.au, where you'll find our large range of premium roasted coffee beans, coffee machines, accessories, hot chocolates, teas, and lots, lots more. I'm Danielle from Fine Choice Coffee Solutions, your one-stop shop for all things caffeine. Radio Italia Uno.
0: You're listening to Change the World with Matt McQuinley on Radio Italia Uno, eighty-seven point six FM. We're back with the. We're back with a. Leona King, uh, the president of the Ukrainian Cultural Center here in Adelaide. Uh, thank you, thank you again for being here. I know this is a very stressful time for you, and plus you've got COVID. But uh, uh, yeah. yeah, you're definitely being a trooper. I guess uh, following the example of. President Zelensky himself, uh, he's, you guys are so yeah. lucky to have a leader like him. I tell you, he's, he's inspired the entire world uh, with yeah. his, you know, when, when our government tried to, uh, the, when I say our government, I apologize. I mean, the United States government tried to evacuate him, and yeah. I don't know if our listeners know what he said, but he said, uh, President Biden, I need ammunition, not a ride.
2: Yes, that's right.
0: So, uh, the Ukrainian yes. people are an inspiration to the rest of the world right now. I wish they weren't, but they are. Um,
2: Look, that's the reason why we have been attacked by Russian Empire. That's what I can say. They could not handle to have a democratic and free-spirited people right next to them. Mm. Well, These a threat to their dictatorship
0: i would like to talk a little bit about that it's a little bit off the topic of what we were going to talk about but since you brought it sure. up i mean you know i i just found that amazing you know when putin invaded uh well putin putin uh uh putin you know, putin, Put, yeah i don't want to say putin himself invaded of course he's back in moscow you know 30 feet away from anyone so he doesn't mm. get COVID. but mm. uh you know when he gave the order to invade ukraine uh, he said it was to denazify Ukraine, mm-hmm. as well as you know protect uh, the Russian people from the evil NATO and the Western allies, which mean Russian yeah. harm. I mean, w- w- I-, I just find that amazing. I mean, what is? I mean, first of all, Zelensky to my knowledge, is the only Jewish president of any country outside of Israel, and he was voted in with, I think I read, 73% of the popular vote.
2: 73% Yeah, he's uh, so that's, Russian-speaking Jewish.
0: Yeah, so you guys are pretty bad Nazis out there in Ukraine.
2: You um, know, I think people are making a huge mistake when they're saying Nazi but not nationalist. We are just proud of our language and our culture, like Australian people. Like Americans proud to be Americans, Mm. you know? Like Germans like to be Germans. We only want to be Ukrainians. We don't want our language and our culture to be demolished, our land to be taken. And for that, we've been called all kinds of names. Just because we are protecting our land and protecting our history and our language and our people. I don't think it's, you know, he just used that pretense excuse and been orchestrating this for a few years now but my family is from the east, from Donetsk region, my mom's family and uh, we have family and friends who are still there and we know everything Putin is saying is a lie, that's what he created, that sort of image and um, propaganda and a story and then showing his you know people in in his country and kind of rewriting the history and uh, he's been in power for 20 years and unfortunately a whole generation in Russia been brought up on the fairy tales of how fantastic Putin is and everything he's saying is gold. They just don't understand that there is other, you know, part of the story that everything they've been fed is a lie especially created to sort of restore the Soviet Union, demolish the nations. We're not the first ones, you know. They chopped a part of Moldova. They went to Georgia. Mm. Things like this happened before. You know, Russia bombed Syria. Mm. We saw it before. Ukraine never attacked anyone. All we do is protect our land. And now, you know, the people in Russia think that they're saving us from something. We didn't ask them. Not a single city in Ukraine won this. Everyone now, even people on the streets, coming towards the tanks and just tell them to go away with no guns, with nothing, just civilian people stopping the tanks rolling into the cities, putting themselves under the tanks. And just incredible um, examples of heroism and very strong national identity and pride of who we are and wanted to protect our land Mm. the city i'm from kharkiv it's predominantly russian-speaking city and they all count themselves as ukrainians so what he created the lie he created is awful and unfortunately people in his country live under his regime they're scared they if they say something against his regime or against the war, they are actually facing 15 years imprisonment. So they're all quiet.
0: Mm. Well, I know he just shut down two uh, news agencies just recently in the last couple of days, and I, I think I heard somewhere that there's at least 4,000 people in jail for demonstrating.
2: Probably, yeah.
0: And he's done such a wonderful job of snowing the world. You know, you would think we would know better and learn from history, but uh, I mean, I, every president since Bill Clinton has uh, tried to cozy up to Putin. I mean, George Bush, you know, would say yeah. nice things about him. Clinton, Obama, you know, tried to do that reset with Hillary Clinton. Uh, Luke, you know, Trump I, would say you know positive things about him. I mean, it's I think
2: it's amazing. He you know, obviously has power of the nuclear button, mm. and everyone bows, and mm. he's holding the whole world hostage mm. at the
0: moment. Well, that's ama- that's the, another thing. That's another thing, too. I mean, how do the Ukrainians, I mean, the Ukrainians, do they have a lot of anger towards the West? I mean, uh, when when Ukraine became a nation in 91, I'm, I'm old enough, I, I, I'm dating myself, but I, I grew up myself thinking I was going to die in a nuclear explosion. I'm a child of the Cold War, and mm. was in the service, and and I, I was sure a Russian was going to kill me either as a nu- in, in um, a nuclear holocaust or I was going to die yeah. with a Russian bayonet in my throat or something like that. And, and, I, and I remember in 94, I think it was, uh, you know, after Ukraine left the Soviet Union and we thought everything was under control, Ukraine unilaterally gave up all their nuclear weapons. Because I, I did, think you were like so. the third largest nuclear power mm. because so many weapons were deployed there because that's forward, you know, the most uh mm-hmm. uh for eastern part of uh in the closest to the west. Mm-hmm. So that's where okay. they put the, put them. So I uh, I mean do the did the Ukrainian people do they have a lot of anger at feeling sold out because I know the US, Britain, several other
2: several other countries
0: promised so your security. Yes,
2: we um Ukraine be the nation for many years Ukraine actually existed before Russia even come to this to this earth our Kiev the capital of Kiev was built and established a thousand and a hundred something years prior Moscow became a village there was just a swamp before that so Ukraine been an independent country and fought with Russia for many years in the recent history when Soviet Union collapsed Ukraine became an independent country and in nineteen ninety one. And then in nineteen ninety four when Ukraine signed the nuclear weapon out and in return of the protection from Britain and from America. We thought we are safe. But now I feel like we have sacrificed our people, our children, our elderly, elderly family members and the whole country sacrificed to keep the Europe safe. But everyone's just watching. Mm. Ukrainian people fight so hard for their land, and all we're asking is for NATO, for European Union, for all those countries just to close the sky. Close the sky so the civilians not going to be bombed in their beds and their shelters. And then we can take care with with our army, we can take care of the intruders on the ground. But when Putin, with his clique, bombed all our air defense and our you know army base the you know aircraft we can't protect ourselves and now just innocent people being shell shelled. and missiles going from a russian territory and horrible stuff happening we're asking for protection we're asking for that agreement to be honored mm. and for our people to be protected but putin threatened everyone if anyone dares to close the sky he'll press the button and like a school bully is sitting there with that button and everyone just watching people to die mm. but the thing is if Putin demolish Ukraine he's not gonna stop
0: no he's not gonna stop no way
2: he's gonna take Europe he will no. just yeah. get the big appetite and mm they will be so happy. Hmm. Then which country is going to be next, and who is going to be quiet next?
0: I would imagine Moldova, but that's just my guess.
2: Well, I'm. <clears throat> but I don't want to be, you know, a pro- I don't want to do some prophecies here. I don't want to. Hmm. I want things to stop and for people to stop dying. But he's not going to stop. He's a maniac. He's a mad person. He's not going to stop. He's a psychopath. And if every country is going to be taken, sort of that bystander approach, and yes, helping Ukraine with humanitarian aid, which is nice, helping with some weapons, but, you know, when you're sitting dark, it's not really a comfortable position.
0: Mm. Wow. Well, that's uh, a powerful thought that we're leaving on. We're going to be back in just a couple minutes uh, with... uh, Aliona, the uh, king, the uh, president of the Ukrainian Cultural Centre here in South
1: Australia. How good is Mighty Joes? They're brilliant. Mighty Joe's is the largest fruit market in South Australia. They handle all Italian small goods. And a family business. Yeah, that's right, four decades. Joe and Francesco, they're proud to present fresh produce from local growers and local produce markets, passing massive savings on to you. And their service is so friendly. Tell me about the opening hours. Absolutely. They're open 7 until 7, Monday to Friday, and 7 until 5, Saturday and Sundays. And they have weekly bargains and specials, like nuts and fruit and veg, cold meats, pastas, and plenty more. And they've got a new shop. They certainly have. Mighty Joes are now at 115 Findon Road, Woodville. Check their Facebook page, Mighty Joes Fruit Market. I need some fruit and veg. I'm heading down right now. I'll come down with you.
0: Bed sale on right now at Save a Lot Beds, lowest prices in Adelaide. Save hundreds or even thousands. New orthopedic beds in queen or double for only four forty nine. Australian made queen or double mattresses for only one ninety nine. King size pillow top mattresses for only four ninety nine. Get the good night's sleep you deserve. Save a Lot Bed sale is on right now at six thirty four Port Road in Beverly. Don't miss out. Get down to the Save a Lot Beds at six thirty four Port Road Beverly for the massive double queen and king size sale.
2: Star Bene, ogni mercoledì dalle 10 alle 11, con Patrizia e Rosa Maria. Solo su Radio Italia 1 87.6 FM.
0: Ora più che mai, l'assistenza che le famiglie conoscono e di cui si fidano è qui per te, a Bene con i nostri servizi di assistenza domiciliare i tuoi cari diventano nostri, offriamo servizi di supporto sociale e assistenza per fare la spesa ed Andrea si è sentito completamente a suo agio
2: il personale è stato
1: fantastico fornendomi supporto sociale a casa
0: bene, fornisce servizi per mantenere uno stile di vita attivo e di benessere, assistenza domiciliare o residenziale agli anziani, con rispetto e calore, con bene, sei in famiglia chiamaci all'81-3120 trentuno
1: duemila visitaci su Bene.org.au Foodland's proudly owned by South Australian families like mine. Our stores are our second home and just like home, we want you to feel safe and looked after when you visit.
2: Thankfully, our customers have always acted like mighty South Aussies when shopping with us. Which, by the way, supports all the local family-owned brands who produce the essentials you find on our shelves. Great families, great locals and great food lives here.
1: The Mighty Tis, yeah. Radio Italia Uno.
0: You're listening to Change the World with Matt McQuinley on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. We're back with uh, uh, Sorry, with Aliona. Uh, King, the president of the Ukrainian uh, Cultural Center here in Adelaide, and in our last session, we were t- uh, you were talking a little bit about uh, that you felt strongly that uh, the nations of the world should institute a no fly zone uh, yeah. over Ukraine, uh, and yeah. I guess one way we could help change the world is by uh, putting, uh, you know, promoting that and helping helping swing. Uh, public opinion. Um, Mm. You know, when you say that, I I think about Highway 80 in 1991 and in the Gulf War, uh, you know, where the U.S. Mm. took out uh, 2,500 vehicles with, I don't know, within three or four days. um, We called that the highway of death and basically Mm. destroyed what was left of Saddam Hussein's, you know, capability. Mm. Um, Mm. But... In, and, and you think about that forty long, forty mile long—I uh, don't know what you call it—caravan or column, Ten. column of Ten. tanks Ten. And, and, yeah. and armored vehicles on its way to Kiev that's been stalled there due to logistical problems. Mm. Uh, you know, obviously we could tear that up really easily, but I mean, what do you say to people that say, "Well, I mean, but we can't risk a nuclear war over it. There has to be something left. We can't lose the." You know, we can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. I mean, I and we are dealing well, with an understand. unstable person. You know,
2: I understand, but um, I think what people don't really understand that the nuclear war can literally start any minute because this man is a psychotic man with that button. You know, he can press it just because he feels like it. Or the, the, the way his army is um, attacking the atomic uh, power stations. This is disaster, sort of, to, about to happen. Mm. His, his army is shooting the something bigger than Chernobyl, ten times bigger, mm. and it's actually not that far from Russian border. And if the wind blows to Russia. They're going to get it quicker than Europe, but they don't care. They've been attacking that Energodar atomic station, power nuclear station, for a few days. There was a fire there. They wouldn't let the firemen to come through to put the fire down. Then eventually they let them to come down, but they're still shooting. Like Then they're trying to attack the next one, because Ukraine has a few uh, nuclear power stations there. They captured uh, Chernobyl. They're just sitting there, having the whole world hostage. And they don't care about the radiation levels or how that can affect the whole world. If they blow that up, you know, you don't need a button. It's already going to be a massive um, environmental disaster and death just from that.
0: Mm. Well, well... Yeah, in the army, we used to say, these questions are above my pay grade. Um,
2: I know, I understand, you know. and I'm not, uh, you know, encouraging to start third world war. All we're mm-hmm. asking is to close the sky, because mm-hmm. Putin was saying, oh, "I'll press that button if someone there mm-hmm. gives uh, Ukraine any military help, mm-hmm. or if you dare send any weapons to Ukraine, I'll press the button. Mm-hmm. But he didn't, and mm-hmm. people send help.
0: Mm-hmm well i believe that the the uh e u was going give them give ukraine fifty fighter planes um you know fighter jets but i don't know if that's i' don't that would be
2: great that's that something that, but that, that they can do what they did in israel they can close the sky so those missiles wouldn't hit civilians hmm. you know last night it's our during our day because with ukraine we have about eight and a half Hours different from the my hometown from Kharkiv. Last night, the uh, missiles were shooting the civilians. It was um, about 200 people were basically buried under the. Uh, you know, I, I can't find the words in in Ukrainian and in English. I'm sorry, I'm really stressed about all this. But uh, eight people died, others are injured. They. You know, the rescue teams were trying to dig people out from those houses falling on their heads. And people need to understand Ukraine is, is like my city is about two million. Population is about two million. And majority of people live in multi-story apartment blocks. Mm. You know, it's like 16 stories blocks, nine stories blocks, a minimum five stories. Twelve-story blocks. If those blocks falling on someone's head, even if you're in the shelter, it's not going to be easy to dig someone out. Hmm.
0: Wow. And, um, well, my my understanding is awful. they called the ceasefire in Kharkiv and uh, and uh, a couple other Ukrainian cities, and then it wasn't followed. Uh,
2: they just they're shooting people while they try to use that humanitarian corridors, whatever they said is going to be a corridor. Mm-hmm. And as soon as people enter, they start shooting them. i spoken to the guy who used that corridor today in the um, city of um, Hostomel, in Irpin. And they said they were basically have to run because there was a fire, and, like they were under the under the shooting. But elderly people couldn't, so they have to leave their family, their parents behind, because they physically 80-something years old. Elderly people couldn't run fast enough not to be killed. So he was very distressed and very, very, very worried about his family, because they stayed there. Mm. And the same is, um, like, I just re- now read the news, and, you know, there was the... Post, postman was delivering some parcels and the pensions to the village and they shoot them. Just the postman with his um, colleagues delivering that. They, it says, very simply, says what's in there. The Red Cross vehicles, in short. It just doesn't stop. They don't stop. Or they don't care if it's women or children or elderly or medical personnel. They just shoot. Mm. It's just some sort of awful, bizarre behavior, which is really hard to comprehend. Why? They're going to talk about some eight years of Donbass and some children, but that didn't happen. You look at Donbass, no houses bombed, nothing. All good. Look at Kharkiv in eight days, in ten days. Nothing left. Who is protecting who? We're like We didn't ask for them to come. We don't want them there. And if they God forbid take over some of the cities, people would not stop. They're not gonna just say, "Okay, well, we captured." They will keep fighting. There will be a partisan war. Our people not gonna give up. Mm.
0: No, the Ukrainians have a history of never giving up.
2: No, we never did. And um, you know, we see those captured soldiers, literally kids, eighteen to twenty years old, who've been sent to die by Putin, it's 11,000 of those soldiers are dead, and Russian mothers sending them to war. And I watched some of the you know, people on the street being interviewed saying, what do you think of the war in Russia? And Russian mothers said, well, if Putin says, and that's how it is. Mm. What kind of mother can send a child to die just because the leader said that? In which country anything like this even possible? But it's possible in russia they're happy to sacrifice their own kids to please putin and well, you know i take my head off the russian people who are risking their lives and they know that they're going to be prosecuted but they're saying the truth but lots of them are quiet lots of them are scared they rather live in that awful life it's basically like a i don't know gulag and they live there they have no democracy, no rights, but they rather live like this
0: than be free. Well, it just reminds us of how blessed we are in our situation. That's for sure.
2: Absolutely. You know that Absolutely. really,
0: and and that uh, there are things worth fighting for. Mm. We're gonna we're gonna be back in just a little bit with Leona King, the president of the uh, Ukrainian Cultural Center, uh, right after these messages.
1: our independence is everything Brazier Mobility has been creating independence for people for over 30 years Brazier Mobility specialises in tailored vehicle solutions to keep you active ensuring your vehicle modification suits your needs offering you unlimited freedom Brazier Mobility boasts a team of highly skilled technicians working in a state of the art facility located here in South Australia. No compromises are made when it comes to client satisfaction. Call them for a friendly chat on 1800 Brazier or visit their website braziermobility.com.au. Brazier Mobility, creating independence.
0: Ciao, sono Vito Benvenuto e vi farò compagnia ogni mercoledì da messogiorno a luna
1: con Dolci Ricordi, una raccolta di melodie e canzoni della nostra gioventù e rubriche su arte, cultura e storia dall'Italia e dal mondo. Dolci Ricordi, solo su Radio Italia 1 87.6 FM. Estovest, a restaurant that offers traditional Italian food that Nonna would approve of. Famous for gnocchi and authentic Napolitana style pizza. And every Thursday night, you can enjoy unlimited pizza for just $25. Wonderful coffee and staff that make you feel special. Estovest, shop 1, 111 Angus Street in the city. To book, visit their website, estorvest.com.au and click on Book Now. You'll feel like you're in Italy. Radio Italia Uno
0: You're listening to Change the World with Matt McQuinley on Radio Italia Uno 87.6 FM. Aliona, in in the short amount of time we have left, um, I'd like to talk about two quick things. First thing, and this might sound a bit insensitive, it's not meant this way, but for people that aren't educated, you know, uh, about uh, international events, Mm -hmm. why do you think Australia, a, a, a typical Australian should care about what's going on in Ukraine, other than the obvious compassionate reasons?
2: You know, I think Australians always stand up for democracy. They always stand up for human rights, for environment. And I think if they don't, if they see that the major disaster is happening on the other side of the world, and I know it's a bit far from everybody, but it's going to affect the whole world. There's not going to be just a little Ukraine fighting huge Russia and everyone can go, go on with their lives. It's gonna affect everybody, everyone's life, everyone's shares, everyone's kind of money would be affected. Because we've been paid, we've been held hostage by Russia, not just Ukraine, but the whole world. With their oil prices, with everything. You saw, the petrol even went up. I'm gonna be very trivial, yes, but if people really think of their own wallets and their own democracy, if they permit something like this to happen, they will be affected. It's not going to be just something little. It will be bigger than Second World War. And that's what's happening now in the 12 days of this war. If damage being caused already is horrendous. Mm. So I think if people are here in Australia, like their democracy and like, you know, if you live in a free country, they have to help other nation to fight for freedom as well. Mm. It's not just Ukrainian issue. It's the issue for the whole world.
0: Mm. Well, that's a, that's a great point. I mean, uh, you know, if what are other countries going to think if they see how this thing plays out in Ukraine? What's China going to think as far as taiwan what's north korea and iran gonna think oh my gosh you know if we get nuclear weapons we can do whatever we want as well or gosh we can't give them up or you know other countries that might get denuclearized to say oh no we can never get rid of our nuclear weapons look what happened to ukraine so there's a there's a lot of you know implications that we can't even figure out now no but you know
2: those. Nations which are not democratic, the nations with the nuclear power, wow. nations who want to do same thing—they are just watching to see how the world reacts. And if the world permit this bullying and that genocide to happen, we don't know which country going to go in the war next, and who is going to follow Putin's example, and what Putin himself going to do to the rest of the world. Mm. That's why I had to stop. You know, like in the schoolyard, yes. you can't just be a bystander. And I'm a school teacher, and I know that if someone's just watching or recording how someone's suffering, they punished in the same way and suspended for recording it and watching like the offender was. So why are we all watching for people to be killed? Mm. What are we trying to achieve by watching?
0: Mm. Well, yeah, what you're saying reminds me of what Ben Franklin said. He said, it wasn't in this context, but it really reminds me, he said that we must hang together. Or we must or we will all hang separately, and I think that 's a little bit of the case for the West and mm. the, the way the world is going right now. but thank I want to thank you for being on today uh, um, thank you, you know it 's been some really keen insights, and I know that you know this is a hard thing for you to talk about, and I really appreciate your time and, and, I, and I hope it 's made a difference in people that are listening. Uh, and, I uh, you, you know, I, I, we're, we, our pra- my prayers are with you, and I'm sure many of the other audience feels the same way. So um, we're going to... I
2: appreciate that, uh, and thanks for inviting me. And If people want to help, they always can uh, donate. We have um, all the information on Slava Ukrainian Cultural Center or Association of Ukrainians in South Australia, all the information on all Ukrainian sites in australia how to donate and if people want to volunteer their help or they're happy to shelter someone um donate some goods or money or their services we are happy for and very grateful for the nation so they can always email and info at slava.com.au and we will be in touch
0: well thank you again and uh Thank I want to th- thank Ron Fiedler from Podcast City for paneling for us today. And as always, I want to thank you, the audience, for listening. Thank as, you. as always, I'll leave you with a brief inspirational message. This inspirational message is brought to you by Save-A-Lot Beds. You deserve a good night's sleep. Visit their showroom at 634 Port Road in Beverly or call them on 1-300-791919. He was born in 1947, the son of a teacher and the grandson of a school principal. His father died when he was only 18 years old. He was a pretty good long distance runner. In his words, he says, not because I was physically good, but because I had more determination. This would serve him well later. He also had a creative spark. In 1974, he founded a company that made a product called the Ball Barrel which was a plastic wheelbarrow-like bin that rolled on a load-bearing ball instead of a narrow wheel. It was the first major change in wheelbarrows since the Middle Ages. One day, he was cleaning his house and he became frustrated because his vacuum, as his vacuum filled with dirt and dust, the suction decreased and it became less and less effective. He decided he wanted to invent a better vacuum, one that did not lose suction as it cleaned. In 1978, he visited a sawmill and saw how a huge 30-foot centrifuge fan would spin dust out of the air. He decided that he could shrink this technology down and use it in vacuums. He started working on it, even though he had no experience in that industry. He says of the process, quote, there are countless times an inventor can give up on an idea. By the time I made my 15th prototype, My third child was born. By the time I made my 2,627th prototype, my wife and I were really counting our pennies. By 3,727th prototype, my wife was giving art lessons for some extra cash, and these were tough times. But each failure brought me closer to solving the problem. About this time, the other partners in the ball-barrow company basically threw him out of that business he finally came up with a design that he liked and thought would work on the 5127th iteration in 1984 five years after starting the process now that he had a superior product he figured the rest would be easy He went out to find investors so he could start mass producing and marketing his new revolutionary product. He figured people would be crazy not to want to jump on board. He had a rude awakening. Even though every potential investor saw clearly that his product was superior, no one wanted to invest. You see, the replacement of vacuum bags was over a 100 million British pound industry, and none of them wanted to put that at risk. In 1986, after two years of failing to get investors from companies like Hoover, he switched tactics. He took his product idea to Japan and marketed it through catalog sales. Even though it was a bit pricey, it became a bit of a cult favorite and a status symbol in Japan to own one. In 1991, it won the International Design Fair Prize in Japan. In the same year, at the age of 44, he started his own company. Dyson Incorporated, to sell his invention. In 1993, it became the UK's biggest seller. In 2002, it entered the US market. In 2005, it had 20% of the US market and eventually captured the number one spot in the market in sales. Today, now that he's been knighted, Sir James Dyson has a net worth of over $4.6 billion. Oh, and Hoover, one of the many companies that rejected his invention all those years ago lost a lawsuit in 2002 and had to pay Dyson 4.2 million for copying his design in one of their later machines. What do we learn from Sir James Dyson? Well, quite a few things. One thing we learn is how key the support of our loved ones is. Of his wife, who supported him financially by giving art lessons and more importantly, supported him emotionally while he was inventing and perfecting his product, he says this of her, quote, she was wonderful, but most other people thought I was mad, unquote. We learned that success rarely happens overnight. Of his success, he says, quote, it didn't happen overnight, but after years of testing, tweaking, fist banging and more than 5,000 prototypes, it was there or nearly there. I still needed to manufacture it and go sell it. Another thing we learned is if you can't get other people to share in your vision, sometimes you need to go it alone, like Sir Dyson did when he couldn't find investors. Of course, we also learned not to give up if we believe we can succeed. Imagine making 5,127 prototypes to get something right. How do you think it felt on failure number 5,126? Pretty bad. But I guarantee you failure 5,126 didn't feel as bad as success on attempt 5,127 felt good. And finally, we learned that there are two kinds of people in the world. There's the kind of person who does get discouraged and gives up when it seems like it's too hard, who listens to the naysayers and who gives up on an idea that they know is good or right. And then there's the other kind of person who sticks to their guns, who doesn't give up, who doesn't listen to the naysayers and accomplishes their goals and makes their dreams a reality. The question is, which one are you? This inspirational message was brought to you by Save-A-Lot Beds. Visit their showroom at 634 Port Road in Beverly or call them on 1-300-791919. You deserve a good night's sleep.